I refuse to let the Lions sneak up on me and be this Cinderella story. I know who you are. I see the trap. There are leaves over a hole in the woods, and I am not falling in it. You might not, but Jalen Hurts might. Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds vs. Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yep. Hey, idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. Keep the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 127 of Birds vs. Boys. We have made it. This episode is dropping on Thursday, which means there is actual, real, live NFL football tonight. We've made it. I'm excited. We're here. Aiden, how are you? Your team plays in a couple days. My team plays in a couple days. Our hearts now fully rely on pro football and big, actually I shouldn't even say, younger humans than us for the most part. How are you? I'm, well, I'm right there in the middle at 27. I If I were an NFL player, I'd be in my prime. I'd be at the perfect That's time. That's true. I'm fantastic, though. As you mentioned, football is back. This is what we live for. This is what we literally do a podcast for. Uh, Mom, cl- close your ears for this analogy. Have you ever like gone out on a work night and you had a little bit too much and you wake up in the morning and you're like, wow, I don't think I'm going to make it through this day. Like, this is going to be dreadful. And it is. It takes forever, and it is dreadful. And at the end, it's just that sigh of relief. You're like, I finally got out of that. That summer without football, it's just this long, dull period where you're like, I don't think I'm going to make it. But we're here. We made it out. It's that sigh of relief. Football's back. But at the same time, it has that fun in it. And that was the night before going out because summer is fun. So you have the fun, while at the same time, I don't think I'm going to make it. It's Yeah, the fun is there, but at the same time, you're like, you're correct. You don't just don't know if you're going to make it the whole way until football season. We have, and it's also like, you know how much fun it is filling out your bracket in March Madness? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. by 2 o'clock, you're like the two seed loses to a 15 seed. Yep, and you're like, well, that was just, fun. That was my champion. Yep. It, that, yep. Like That's where we're at right now, where you and I are so excited for the season. Odds are these teams are just going to let us down. Our teams are oh. probably going to let us down. Like the, the chances are high. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm like, now. Okay. I'm like Brady's six and zero against the Cowboys. Never lost. Ooh, never lost. They've got screwed last year. First game of the season in Tampa. Probably should have won. Ooh, it's setting up. But no, I'm just saying. It, not that they got screwed. It was just like they were they were in the game and could have and oh, should have oh. won the game. Um, okay. so. You know, maybe it's going to fall. Everybody's counting them out. Eagles are the super team in the division. Cowboys are kind of like doing this right now, which I'm kind of happy about. And then I'm just going to get smacked in the face and Brady's going to throw for 375 and three touchdowns and Julio Jones is going to have 100 yards. It looks like Atlanta Julio. Yeah. They also have Chris Godwin now. So, yeah, yeah, so that'll be fun. I'm excited. Before we go fully into previewing both of our games – Technical notes, we do have an interview tonight. We have to have an interview for week one of the NFL season. So we have RJ Ochoa. He is the manager and lead editor of Blogging the Boys. So 
he's been in the news. He's been on a lot of Eagles timelines lately. Yeah. Because he's yeah. been, you know, comparing and contrasting how the Eagles run their organization versus how the Cowboys have been running theirs. So this is the perfect time to have him on. And then obviously with the Jason Peters news, Eagle to Cowboy, this is a great time to uh, to talk to him. So we're excited about that. And then for TikTok tonight, this is actually going to be an extended TikTok. We're previewing all of our division winners and then giving our Super Bowl prediction as well. So this is gonna actually going to be a few TikToks. That's going to be a whole segment. So that'll be a lot of fun. This is such a football is back show. Like there isn't a single thing on the list tonight where you're like, ah, that could be dull. Like this is going to be awesome. So my first question for you around the NFL is what the fuck is going on with Tom Brady's face? What what do you mean? Does he have like Botox or something? No. Did you not see his face since he came back from his break? Aiden, Vince, find a picture of his face, please. All I saw was the clip where he was like 45. Got a lot of shit going on, man. Which I assume if I live to see 45, which I will not, that would be exactly how I feel. It looks like his cheekbones were like just sawed off and it's right here they them. probably were look what happened that's not his that, face that's a popular surgery to have like what what happened that happens a lot is he yeah it's, you know it's 2022 i don't know if surgery is the right word but it's a popular procedure and now all of a sudden his wife's leaving him really yeah, apparently Giselle is moving out. Oh, so, all right. This so you guys I, have a chance. No, I think we have the opposite of that. I think he's going to be oh, on the complete. He's shutting the family. Goodbye. Thank God. And he's back in his realm. He's going to play for 10 more years now. Yeah. I Have you seen the, uh, the TikToks lately where it's like his girlfriend broke up with him before the game and it's like this intense music and it's the kid in the locker room just like sitting and just staring at the floor. And you're like, that yep. kid is going for – He's taking someone's head off. He's having 12 solo tackles on his own. One of them probably will be a close call with a targeting. Like He's taking someone's head off tonight. My girlfriend broke up with me while I was on the bus through a text message on my way to a lacrosse game. I that happened to me. Destroyed a kid, and I felt I apologized <laughs> in the in the you know the handshake afterwards. Like like took his helmet off, and I got a I got a two minute non release. Did you tell him board, why? Did you at least afterwards? You absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah. Where you're like, hey, this is, you know, my emotions got the best of me. And he was, was it he wasn't like, even fair because he was, you could tell, like, he just, like, it was his first probably time ever playing lacrosse. He was just like, Doo-doo-doo. he didn't have the swag. He had nothing. And I just, <laughs> oh, God. You yeah. just, you just froze on StreamYard and in the best position possible doing that while you're giving the rendition of the first, first time <laughs> lacrosse player. That poor kid. <laughs> we should have him on for an interview. Uh, or he's probably in prison. Play. That was his Joker villain story. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm. Uh, it, it scares me everything because everyone's like, yeah, you know, there's their offensive line stinks, and Tom Brady, you know, had his face mangled, and Giselle's leaving him. So Cowboys have it. No, that's setting up for disaster. This speaking of scary, the Lions. Mm-hmm. I refuse to let them sneak up on me. If I could just preview this game, I feel like I previewed it for six weeks. I previewed it since the schedule came out. So mine will be short. I refuse to let the Lions sneak up on me and be this Cinderella story. I know who you are. I see the trap. There are leaves over a hole in the woods, and I am not falling in it. You might not, but Jalen Hurts might. Jalen Hurts might. I think – I thought about this a lot with the Lions, too. Not only are they like the 
positive energy, good vibes team that everyone's rooting for, everyone's cheering for it, everyone's bought in in that program. You saw the thing today that they're sold out for the first time in like five years, which is hilarious. I'm like 50,000th on the season tickets waiting list. Like yep. this isn't even for me. It's for my grandkids. And they're like, oh, we sold out a game. It's just unreal to me. Yep. This is the worst time to play them as well. Because I think they're a team. They're not there as much as people are bought in. They're not there yet. No. But their problem is depth. Like, they're one of those teams that's not going to they, – they're not built to last from now until January. Nope. The problem is we're playing them week one in September. So that doesn't really matter. they're coming off hard knocks. Exactly. So you think about it. When we played them last year, it was November. They were starting to break down. They're just yep. not a – you know, like they're not 53 deep. So no. you have an injury here or there, and it really starts to fall apart on them. Um, and maybe injuries do play a factor this week. Jamison Williams, Vitae's out. I believe their linebacker could be out as well. So, But it's they're one of those teams, like, they're close, but one or two injuries, and it falls apart. That's why playing them in and, November was great, not September. And they're, they're a pretty young team, so they're still naive enough to think that they're good. They yep. haven't been smacked in the face seven weeks oh, in a row to have to hang their heads like they're they're no. hanging their heads high they're on hard knocks hbo i'm sure all their friends and family are hitting them up text messaging them and shit like oh did you see the hard knock so they they're they got their swag they oh, got and sure. they got dan campbell so yeah you're right this is the i would not want to play them week one i mean no, i'd rather no. play them than the bucks but <laughs> yeah i was about to say if i had to play jared goff or tom brady i shouldn't be complaining about playing yeah. jared goff or tom brady yeah. So it's not awful. Um, but yeah, that's kind of just how I feel. It's just the the energy is there for, for that franchise. No, nobody's been bought in in the Lions like this in quite some time. No. I and I even during the Stafford era with Calvin Johnson, do you remember this much buzz about the Lions? Because I don't no. think I do. No. 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 Because it's so, just like like that, you know. Okay, we'll see him on Thanksgiving. Get stopped by Tom Brady or by uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, or the Bears. It's like, really? Lions, Bears again at noon? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So that Cowboys. sucks. But um, I just think this this should be a win. It just scares me for all those reasons. But talent-wise, like this, this roster, like this is a great test right away because you're more talented. It's like Alabama versus Texas this weekend. It's like Alabama's yes. better in every single aspect. It's just that that yep. game's at Texas. They're trying to turn that program back to glory. It's going to be a huge crowd. It's going to be, Pat like, going to be, there. be there. Yeah, game day, Bad McAfee, everything's there. Like, it's going to be crazy atmosphere. So you're thinking that's going to give them that extra plus one. But everything on the scale elsewhere, elsewhere is tips to Alabama. Like, that's how I feel Eagles versus Lions. Like, they have all this crazy buzz. We have talent in every single position. Yeah. Uh, did you also, did you see the, the quarterback from Texas got his car towed during the game? Yes, Quinn. I, I hope he's good. Awesome. I don't know. I know. Just, I know. You get the mullet and everything. I think he's kind of cool. But yeah, that is wild. <laughs> oh, God. I wish he had his, his license plate was just like, fuck Arch Manning. <laughs> like, oh, I, want yeah. him to, I want him to just hate Arch. <laughs> he probably does. Oh, God. Yeah. You think he, oh, I bet he, I bet he's so entitled. Well, he just... went to, he went to Ohio State first. And obviously yes. they have CJ Stroud. So he transferred. Yes. Texas, yep. name the starter, and then Arch Manning was like, Well, oh, never mind, I'm coming. Yeah. Is Arch Manning next year? Uh yeah. That sucks. Uh, yes. 
Yeah, so we're probably only at one, maybe two years of Quinn in Texas. That's all right. Oh, well. Texas is back, baby. Texas is back. Are the Lions back? Are the Lions? I don't know if the Lions. The Lions ever been there? I was about to say. Maybe they're just here, not back. Here. So, uh, again, I I just look at it and it's like, you should win in the trenches, which we've talked about this many, many times. That is the key to the NFL, unless you're a seven-year-old playing Madden. Like, you should be able to win the trenches. Jason Kelsey confirmed that he's playing. You have your full, healthy line. For the first time in quite some time, you've got your full healthy defensive line with Brandon Graham back playing in his home state of Michigan for the first time in quite some time. This this should be a win in the trenches. Like you're just better at every position. It's uh, the only way you lose is if they're more focused and bring more energy than you. Yep. I I am hammering AJ Brown anytime touchdown this weekend. Do you can that seems like a very obvious, like we're going to get him involved early, right? Yes, yeah. I mean, they have yeah. to, right? They have I, to. I think they will. I really think they will. And I think it's more, it's not just for A.J. Brown, it's for Jalen Hurts. Oh, who, Jalen Hurts, know, 100%. The last time we saw him in that playoff game, he just looked lost mm-hmm. and unorganized, unsure of himself. So I think if you're making quick, direct throws to A.J. Brown, you're going to be a lot better off. It's going to get him in a rhythm. It's going to make him feel more comfortable. So I agree with you. That's a great prop bet if you're hammering it. And I just think in general, they're going to really try to force feed uh, AJ Brown here this week. Yeah. I think Brown and God are early and often because they're, they're your reliable. They're your uh, security blankie. So, yeah. Yeah. uh, Like I think that the only unpredictable part of the offense is, where do you fall in the run game? Obviously, this became this huge run-heavy borderline Navy Army offense by the end of last year. Yep. Now, this year, Miles Sanders hasn't really practiced. He was back today. But, you know, like, where is he at health-wise? How do they mm-hmm. rotate these backs in? Does Trey Sermon even play? You know, how, how do they utilize Kenny Gainwell this year? And how often do they run versus how often do they pass? I think that's so, like a – that'll be interesting. Is I saw a quote and tell me if it's wrong about uh, Sirianni saying that one team's trash is another team's best running back. I didn't really say that. I don't know. I didn't see that. I saw, I saw that a quote that he said and I was like, "Ah, ah." what am I, I what am I missing with Trey Sermon though? That the 49ers needed him. I I was all over him in fantasy when he was a rookie. I was like, this is going to be my, I got him in the late rounds. I was like, he's going to be a fucking animal. I, I had heard that, you know, it's a, his his fit is a lot better in the Eagles run scheme, you know, straightforward type of runs, not mm. side to side. So I maybe it was a scheme fit. I don't know. It, it could be because Kyle Shanahan does things a very particular way. And we've mm-hmm. talked about this with quarterbacks with, with him. He likes the guy who's like, I am going to do everything for you. All you have yep. to do is release the ball. Here's when you're going to snap it. Here's when you're going to throw it. Here's when you're going to release it. Here's who you're going to throw it to. All you have to do is put your arm back, wind up, and throw it. I'm doing everything else. So I think like Sermon came in and probably wasn't, you know, didn't understand how it works in the Kyle Shanahan offense where it's like, you're doing this, you're hitting this hole at this second, and if you don't, you're sitting behind Raheem Mostert and Elijah Mitchell, which is exactly what happened. And then when he played, he got a concussion on his second carry. So it's like you didn't even get a fair shot. How about that team too? I still can't believe they brought Jimmy G back. Like I get it, but at the same time, it's like, 
it, Trey Lance throws a couple picks and it's like, hey, we got this guy that brought us, you know, to the Super Bowl and then the NFC Championship game sitting it's right there. Weird, it's a weird thing because like there was no trade market for him because he was hurt. So now you're stuck with him and you don't want to give him up for nothing. But at the same time, like you're trying to move on. It's it's odd. It's like your ex-wife living in the guest house when you got remarried. It's just not how it doesn't. And you have to have, work and you have, to have really breakfast well. with her every. You have breakfast with yeah, her and like, lunch oh, and dinner. You're out at the pool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we were gonna use the pool. Oh. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Yeah, they're an interesting team. I think everything about yeah. them is interesting. Yes. We'll see. Um. I, but again, I think this is an interesting matchup. Lions Eagles. I. 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 I just think get after Jared Goff early. That was what they did last year, and that that's why they steamrolled them. They were just after him in a hurry. Yep. Yeah, I think that's what that's what they need to do, and I think that's, I mean, I think that's what Jordan Davis is going to do early and often as well. Yeah. So uh, I'm interested to see how they use him as well, but I I more think this is I'd like to see how the defensive ends go because you know Josh Sweat has really become the guy. Derek Barnett has brought back, but he's brought back as a backup. You know, Hassan Reddick off the edge. Like, how how are we getting there? You know, with Brandon where does Grant, where does you know, BG fit play. in? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm pretty. It's pretty exciting to see how they they utilize all these pieces and how they all fit in. So this will be this will be a lot of fun. I'm excited for it. I by 4:30, I'll probably be like, damn it, I knew this is that trap game week one. How did that happen to us? I know it's it's so it's such an interesting thing. The first week, like, do you want to play at one? Do you want to play at four? Do you want to play at eight for your sanity as a fan, right? You're, you want to kick off right away and enjoy it because if you get that win, then you can enjoy the four o'clock and the night game and you are on cruise control and you are happy. If you lose that game, then you're miserable week one of the NFL season for the four o'clock and the night game. For me, waiting for that night game sucks Wait, because it's like I, I enjoy the ones and the fours, but in the back of my head, the whole time, it's like it's like looming. And then it's also like, God damn it. Now I'm going to be up till 1 a.m. And if they lose, then I'm not going to be able to go to sleep because I'm going to be laying in bed analyzing a fucking third and four where they ran it with Zeke and they lost two yards for two hours. Like, <laughs> There's nothing. There's no worse feeling in the entire world. We talked about getting broken up before a game. That doesn't even come remotely close to playing the Sunday night game, losing by one possession, and then having to replay at midnight the three plays that didn't go your way. And just all be like, all right, I'm here six hours of sleep. Monday's yep. going to be miserable. Yep. And you know what I'm going to be doing the following day? Revisiting the same three no. freaking plays that I was when I was trying to fall asleep. And now I have another mix uh, to add in the mix. I'm going to watch a goddamn game. They're going to lose. I'm finally going to put my head on the pillow. I'm going to be thinking about those three goddamn plays. And then 38 seconds later, I'm here ah! from the other room. And then I'm going to have to go hold a baby for three hours. Oh, thinking about those plays. Yeah. You're just going to be up just like scrolling comments and like, oh, I didn't uh-huh. think about how, you know, that false start in the third quarter really screwed yep. us because it put us at yeah. second and 15 and yeah. and we or didn't convert. Mike McCarthy the just didn't see the play yeah. clock and forgot yeah, to call a timeout. Yeah, those. That would be oh. a lot of fun. God, those are the worst. So that's just we love football. Like that's, that's yeah. the worst. But winning on Sunday night, is amazing even though then you don't sleep also because then you're just giddy and you're on twitter and you're watching replays and then you're like tomorrow's gonna suck 
but I don't care because I'm happy. Yeah. You wake up and you're like, I can feel it in my eyes that I'm tired, but I'm not tired. Mm-hmm. I've never had more energy care. in my life. I don't I've care. had six bucked up energy drinks. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting for me too as a first time parent in a household of a Philly fan and a Cowboys fan, and my wife already put her in an Eagles outfit, so was not happy. But we'll see what happens. It's gonna be fun. Well, let's do let's let's go to your household. Yes, Cowboys Sunday yep. night football yep. at home versus yep. the Bucks. Yep, let's talk about it. What are your um, just general thoughts to start? I think yeah. So kind of we obviously with the Brady. have. We obviously have RJ Ochoa coming on, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dive hugely into it because I do want to discuss this game with him. But I uh, I love the under in this game. It's 51 and a half, I think. Um, I think both offensive lines are going to struggle, Bucks and the Cowboys. I think both defensive lines are strong. I think the Cowboys' defensive line is going to be very very good this year. I think the Bucks uh, defensive line with Vita Vea is going to whoop Tyler Biotish, and I also think that Tyler Smith is going to struggle off the edge um, with this pass rush. So Dak's going to have to get off the ball fast. I don't know if you remember last year in week one, Dallas was just like, yeah, we're not going to run the ball. And they just did yeah. Dak through for like 56 times. And they were in yes. the game. And they, I think Zeke had, what, three carries total? And they're yep. like, we needed him as a blocker. Yep. We couldn't run. And he had to be a blocker. But they had, they had Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup. This time they have CeeDee Lamb, Noah Brown, Jalen Tolbert. <laughs> Justin Houston, Turpin. Oh, how things change. But you know who I think is going to be in the slot a lot? is Tony Pollard. I think they're going to be using him a lot as a receiver, which I'm excited about. Um, so, so we'll see. Um, and last year in this game, they did not have Zach Martin to start the season. He was on the COVID list, even though Jerry Jones, like the day before, even though like he still needs two consecutive negative tests in a 24-hour period. And there was like, 18 hours left before the game so it like couldn't happen but jerry's like well we could still take the test and then we could fly him into the stadium with the helicopter and land him and, you know could happen and tests happen and things happen and stuff goes well so we'll see and everyone's like it's just math like it can't oh, yeah happen. they're like scientifically this does not make sense it's not happening <laughs> yeah weren't they so, gonna fly him around yeah yeah, you're something Land like the that. Yeah, something at wild. The 50 yard line. Yeah, it was just. Yeah. So Connor McGovern did start at guard in this game, which he's going to be starting, um, starting this weekend at guard. However, he played right tackle, and he's much better on the right. Now he's going to be starting at left guard um, for this game. Last year, if you remember, they had Connor Williams start at guard. He's now in Miami, uh, and he had a lot of issues with penalties. So then they brought McGovern in, and it just was not good. The run game was bad. Uh, he just looked overmatched. So I'm very, very worried about this offensive line. I am very skeptical of the weapons that the Cowboys are putting out there without Michael Gallup. I mean, are they just going to bracket CeeDee Lamb and hope for Noah Brown and, and a rookie Jalen Tolbert to beat them who didn't look good in the preseason? So I I really don't know. Um, I think the defensive line can get to Brady and shake him up. Uh, we don't know what Godwin's going to look like coming off the injury. Evans is always a problem. We don't know what Julio is. Uh, does Leonard Fournette still weigh 300 pounds? Who knows? So I think there's a lot of question marks for both teams in this game. Yeah. It's just how do you not lean Brady? I I just – it's so funny. Like if you had two teams in the entire league where you're like, they could be really good or this could be an all-time disaster, mm-hmm. I think it's Cowboys-Bucks. 
right? 100%. Like, with the whole Brady's retiring now, he's not retiring now. Everyone on the offensive line in front of him is, is banged up. Chris Godwin is back, but also, like, this is his first game back from the ACL. Does this work? Like, he could be totally 110% fine, and that offense is just humming. Yep. Or it, this could just be a disaster. But, like, yeah. same for the Cowboys. Like, they could just, you know, like you said, utilize Tony Pollard. He becomes a, a weapon in the slot. All of a sudden, you can't focus all of your energy and time on CeeDee Lamb. They have the run game going a little bit more than they did last year. Defense is really good. Defense yeah. is forcing pressure on Brady. You know, so it's a little bit different. So I, if there was, this was such a great matchup because it's like there's a hundred question marks. A hundred. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I, I think that's I think that's what we need to get in with RJ. So, I mean, should we just bring him in now? Might as well. Let's tackle it. All right. RJ Choa, manager and lead editor for Blogging the Boys. Perfect time to have him on week one of the season. We'll get into the preview of the Cowboys game, talk NFC East in general, and go over, uh, kind of compare and contrast the Eagle and Cowboys rosters this year. So without further ado, here is RJ Ochoa, presented by Stateside Vodka. All right, Aiden, we are now joined by the manager and editor-in-chief of Blogging the Boys. If you are a Cowboys fan and you don't follow Blogging the Boys, you must live under a rock or live in 1973. Uh, it's RJ Ochoa. RJ, welcome to Birds vs. Boys. Welcome to football season. We made it. We're here. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, it's great to be with you guys. Uh, really disappointing um, if you're living in 1973 and don't check out Blog on the Boys. Cowboys would have been reigning Super Bowl champions for the first time. So, I mean, you know, that that would have been the time to get on board. Uh, but it's great to be with you. Uh, great to be in your presence. Thanks for having me and happy football season to you both. All right. So quick icebreaker uh, before we get into the, the meat and potatoes here. So, what is your favorite and least favorite thing about Cowboys Twitter? Um, you know, favorite um, is probably I'm, I'm 32 years old and I became obsessed with the Cowboys half of my life ago when I was 16 um, and I was in high school. And, you know, I, I had friends like, you know, I wasn't, you know, incredibly secluded or anything. But when I when I became so rapidly obsessed with the Cowboys, I had no outlet for it i i just it felt like something that i had to completely and totally hold on my own and i would i would try to talk to people um you know at school or whatever and it just like i never felt like the intensity was matched uh my dad is is my best friend and so we kind of always had that and i, I love my dad but i you know i needed you know just kind of a place to go and so i love the cowboys twitter exists as this like virtual bar you know loft that, that you can just kind of hang out with your friends in and that is a really really cool thing to me i'm, I'm very happy that it exists um you know for for the overall camaraderie now um least favorite thing i would say is um probably how many people drink the kool-aid a little bit um i think some people you know i'm all for arguing and debating and, and call me dumb or call whatever dumb but like i I mean, let's all be real. Let's all be fair. I'm not mm -hmm. saying everything I ever say is correct or right or whatever, but you know, we we don't have to give the Joneses the benefit of the doubt. Like that's where I'm I'm kind of at. It's like let's you know, let's just let's all throw out these ideas yep. and let's uh, call uh, call a spade a spade. Put your chips on the fair. table. Yep, I really like that answer though. You know, about being 16 and be like, I'm because I think Kevin and I were there, like as teens, yep. where you're just like, I love this team to death. I want to do this as a profession. But, you know, you just want to have that outlet to talk about it. So that was actually a well, great answer. Especially Thanks. for me growing up in Jersey and now living outside of Pennsylvania. I had no one <laughs> to talk about the Cowboys <laughs> with. 
I don't, I don't know what that would be like. I mean, to kind of make it Philly related, I remember um, that 2006 year, obviously Tio's first year in Dallas and the, um, the, the week, I remember the day, I don't know what day of the week it was, uh, where the story about him, you know, potentially overdosing came out. And I remember yep. just like, like being like, where can I read about this? Like what, what is happening? And just like being at the mercy of sports yep. center or like kind of an ESPN.com homepage. Um, I remember the Namdi Asamoah thing, you know, that that signing, even, you know, that was five years later, but not really having anything in real time. Um, and so those things would have been wild, I think, to experience in the day and age of Cowboys Twitter. Couldn't agree Definitely. more. Definitely. I think the Nambi signing, I actually did find out about on the ESPN homepage. So that is per- a <laughs> perfect example. <laughs> All right, let's get into the current events. It is week one. I want to start by reading a tweet directly from you. You said, I will eat a slice of cheesecake for every Dallas penalty this year, every Dallas Cowboys game, if at cheesecake strikes a deal with me. So... I would like to know how you feel about the Jason Peters signing. Um, well, so that the genesis of that, um, I had never had cheesecake until, I don't know, like two months ago. Um, and I don't know how that happened, but uh, obviously I had it and, and it was a life-changing sort of experience. So um, I had some fun with this, this whole idea. Um, and I, I think it's like we live in this world where people can't acknowledge multiple truths or people acknowledge like it has to be one or the other. And so on one hand, you're right, Aiden, like, is this the best signing in the world? No. Is Jason Peters a penalty machine? Maybe. I mean, however, as true as those things are, it can also be true that this was the best course of action for the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. They had painted themselves into this corner uh, in a very dumb way, and it was a completely avoidable situation, um, but they got there, right? I don't, you know, I don't want to just live and dwell and like, well, this is stupid and like everything is doomed forever, but they put themselves in a bind and Jason Peters was the best way out of it. So I am very excited within the prism of the, you know, uh, where the Cowboys trapped themselves, but I mean, relative to other opportunities they could have pursued, obviously, you know, it's not the best course of action when you're looking at, you know, filling your depth in March. The problem is the Cowboys waited until September to take this position seriously. Yeah. Instead of just continually throwing Josh ball out there. Um, all right. So we keep saying the regular season is here. We just talked about the Jason Peters signing. You also spoke about being real about the Cowboys, not always drinking the Kool-Aid. So I want your final thoughts before we head into the regular season on this Dallas Cowboys offseason from losing Amari and, and Collins to the draft, to the injuries. Give me your final thoughts on how this offseason really went for the Cowboys. It's been very strange. Um, it's certainly the the most strange offseason they've had since I've been doing this professionally. Um, and I would say probably the most strange offseason they've had since I've been like a, a hardcore obsessed with it fan. And, you know, they're coming off one in the division, right? And the last five times where that's been the case, I mean, it has been like there, there there's a line for the Kool-Aid, right? It's like, like trying to get a PS5 right now. Like it's still impossible, you know, to get just like an ounce of Kool-Aid. And, and now, like, I, I, I can't remember a time in, in, you know, the 21st century where the Cowboys were coming off of, of just being a playoff team um, and everybody's so checked out on them. And, like, forget the, the Eagles love, but, like, it, it's just – I think the consensus is this team is weaker. And I don't know how you can fight against that. Like, I, I don't know how you can objectively say this roster is better than it was a year ago. They can, and, and, again, that kind of goes back to multiple truths. They can be a weaker roster and still be capable of winning the NFC East. 
you win the NFC East or you're a wild card team, you can win the Super Bowl, right? Like anything can happen. If you get into the tournament, you get into the dance, whatever. Um, I, I think, it, it, you know, I, I hate the... I hate that people suggest the Sean Payton thing, like, and and no offense if you guys have done this, but like, like it's some you know unique thing. Like you you know you see this all the time. Like I, you know what, I I think that they're they're tanking this season to mm-hmm. to just bring in Sean Payton. Okay, we all think that. Like you're, this isn't like a unique thing that you have some territory on. And I just don't buy that. Like if you want Sean Payton, go get Sean Payton. You don't have to suck to get Sean. Like there's no prerequisite for that. I think that the reality is they're just bad at this. I, I think that they're just bad at some of these things. Yep. I think that they they caught feelings with Lyle Collins. They they uh, the incomparable Bob Stern put it really well that you know in saying that they let their money get emotional and they did that yep. with Lyle Collins. They got upset with the Randy Gregory situation and the agent and whatnot. And the Randy Gregory thing, I'm not as inclined to put totally on them. I ultimately do, but um, the Amari thing, if call it COVID or call it whatever. I mean, they, they made their roster weaker and fine. Trade Amari, cut Lyle. Don't do the deal with Randy, but replenish. I mean, that's what I love about the way the Eagles have done this. I don't know if, if the Eagles are, are going to live up to this hype. Um, but I know that Howie Roseman has given Jalen Hurts, who I'm sure we all have some level of question about, he's given him every opportunity to succeed, right? Like he has given him safety net after safety net. He has souped up this car. And so if it doesn't hit 90 miles an hour, it's not Howie Roseman's fault. It's just reality. It's just Jalen sucked, right? Like, hey, okay, we'll, we'll live and die another day. But the Cowboys have done the opposite approach. The Cowboys have taken yep. this, like, shell of a, of a vehicle and are saying, we got to beat that souped-up car just because we have to and we want to. And so I think it's been a really arrogant approach. Um, and it can work because, you know, we live in a world of infinite possibilities. Um, but I don't think this is – it's not sound logic. And if it works – it will not be because it was the right way to go about things. It will be because it worked and they got lucky and good for them. But if I jumped out of a plane and didn't die, it wasn't a great idea. <laughs> it's so true. That's the perfect analysis for actually what it's like being a fan under the Joneses. It just feels like you're continually jumping out of a plane and just seeing if you're going to land or if your shoot's going to go out or not. Um, so the way that they do things a lot is through the draft, right? It's, they're not big players in the uh, free agent market like the Eagles are making a lot of moves. So there's a bunch of rookies who are expected to contribute on this team this season and and quickly. Tyler Smith being thrown out at left tackle. Jalen Tolbert starting. Deron Bland looks like he could be a top three, four cornerback on this team. So what are your expectations for this rookie class as a whole this season and going beyond? Uh, I mean, I think the expectations have to be that they're significant role players. I tweeted this out on Wednesday. Over the last decade, um, this is the largest percentage of the opening day roster that is comprised of rookies for the Dallas Cowboys. And and by a significant margin, I think this year's roster is 22.6% rookies. Uh, No other roster was, was above like 17 or 18%. Um, So I'm like, that's minimal. I mean, you're talking about like 53 players. It's not like a a massive thing, but, um, but again, you know, like, it's unfair to say, you know, well, Matt Willetsko has to be jo- uh, Lyle Collins or yep. Jalen Tolbert has to be Amari Cooper or Sam Williams has to be Randy Gregory, but they kind of have to be, right? Like with, yeah. with the way it's, – it's unfair to say that, but yep, they kind but. of have to be with the way you built this roster. And so those are the expectations. They're not fair. They're not rational, but they have to be the expectations because of the lack of other moves that, that were obviously not done over the course of the offseason. And so – um, I think that's really unfair. I think it's, I mean, we're, we're a few days away from Tyler Smith, 
having like a handful of NFL practices at left tackle, having to do that against the Buccaneers. Like that's, that's dumb. Like that's actually dumb to say out loud, um, but they're going to do it. And, and so um, like it's an analogy I've used all off season. The Cowboys are like the little piggy that built their house of twigs. They didn't build it out of straw and they're like pounding their chest because they're like, look at that house down the street. Look at the jets. Look at, you know, they got houses of straw. Y'all are all pissed off, but we got a house of twigs. And it's like, you had the resources. You were at Lowe's and Home Depot. You could have bought all the foundation to to build this house of brick because your house wasn't even a house of brick last year. It had obvious holes in it. And so, um, that's, I think that has to be the expectation. I know that's a, a, a kind of a fence riding answer because that's the way they set it up. It's not fence riding when it's the truth. Uh, we pride ourselves on using analogies to get our point across. You are doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, well, you just fit right <laughs> you in. You are blowing us out of the water. <laughs> Thanks, uh, little piggies. Uh, you know, I have a my wife and I have an almost ten month old son, so we're like right in that sweet spot of like learning. You know, we're relearning a lot of like children's tales and stuff like that. So uh, I have a six month old, so I just like my wife and I the other day were doing the little piggies thing, and I actually had to like Google what was beyond this goes to the market. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> That's so funny. All right, now you mentioned the Eagles kind of being that souped up car where. They've improved the roster, but they're still doubting the quarterback. I think it makes for an interesting case study between the Eagles and the Cowboys in this marathon to the division this year, where the Cowboys have the better quarterback, but the Eagles objectively have the better roster. Where would you rather fall, like in this case study, where, you know, it's a quarterback driven league, you have the better quarterback, or on paper, you have the better roster? I mean, look, I certainly pride myself on being objective, but like I didn't wait the entire off season to like not pick the Cowboys to, to win. Right. Like I, you know, I didn't, I didn't crawl through all this, like Andy Dufresne just to get here and like surrender. Um, and I like, but objectively I, I will take, even if Dak um, were, even if it was one of 53 versus 52 of 53, if the one is the quarterback, I will lean that way. I would say 99 out of 100 times, probably 100 out of 100 times. But there is that that one time, right, that you have to kind of consider, um, you know, is this, you know, is this Eagles team capable of being a 2015 Broncos team, right? Like, or even I think people overlook or, or maybe overevaluate Russell Wilson's contributions to the Seahawks that won the Super Bowl. Like, can they be that in the overall? Maybe, possibly. It's been done several times. Um, but I think it isn't, to your point, it is a kind of experiment, but it isn't just like, these two teams in the NFL, they're division rivals, right? And they will have to compete against one another in all likelihood, obviously, to, to win this thing. And that particular data point, the quarterback versus the roster, has has kind of existed. You know, I think Dak has been the superior quarterback against the Eagles, maybe all but one game that he's played against them in his career. I mean, you know, the, you know, you give Wentz maybe one game. Um, and it's usually wound up working in Dallas's favor. And so I hate to like lean on the cliche of like you build your team to win your division, but like, I don't know that this is enough for Philly against this quarterback specifically. It hasn't been, you know, for all of time to this point um, again in the deck era. And so if, if this comes down to two games between Dallas and Philly, I I'll take Dak. I'll take Dak. And I wouldn't say a bunch of nobodies, but, but a top heavy roster, you know, cause I, I can take Dak and Micah Parsons over even the mighty roster of the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. And I, I like those odds. I don't necessarily like them against San Francisco or the Rams or whatever in the wild card round. But in those two games, I do kind of feel positive about that. 
Oh, you you just you just put one more dagger into Aiden's heart with that Micah Parsons mention. He grew up in Harrisburg and watched Micah play wow. since he was a little kid and wanted him on I the Eagles. I love so badly. much that that just brings you emotional turmoil. That makes me very happy. Aiden. It's the worst. <laughs> I was so excited. We got Devontae Smith, and I was like, this is the greatest feeling in the world. And then two picks later, I was like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I just want this one moment. <laughs> And and it makes you feel better. I mean, that that was the Eagles' pick. Like so, like the Eagles had a direct hand in that. So I mean, you know, it's a good thing. True. Thank overall. you. True. I I'm like I love Micah. I think he's a great representation of our hometown. So I will never ever root against him, even as a member of the Cowboys. But I would have preferred thirty-one other teams. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. So let's let's dive into this game real quick. Week one, Sunday Night Football. Tom Brady coming off this vacation or whatever he's doing, um, has never lost 6-0 against the Dallas Cowboys. Rematch of week one last year. Aiden and I were saying earlier in the show that we think that these two teams, the Bucks and the Cowboys, are two of the biggest teams with question marks this year. It could The seasons could go in two completely different ways. So what are your expectations in this game? How do you think this game is going to play out? You don't have to give a prediction if you don't want to. But uh, just give us your preview and how you think this game is going to be played out. Um, I, I totally agree that they're both question mark teams. I don't know that there's a, you know, like there are powerhouses, right? Like I think, I don't know who you guys have picked to win the Super Bowl, but like I imagine Buffalo's in that mix, Kansas City, right? Like they're really, really firm teams. There's not a, a question markless team in the NFC. Like you can talk, I, I picked the Vikings in the Super Bowl because I, I could see it, right? Like you can see a path where they get hot or whatever. Like the NFC is, is somewhat wide open, which makes the Cowboys offseason all the more frustrating. But um I mean, you know, I, I obviously Tom Brady had the, the last few weeks that, that kind of caught the NFL world by storm, but he didn't unretire to, to come and, you know, not play it with a team he believes in, right? Um, I think, you know, we, we've sort of, I think the, the least talked about new head coach is probably Nathaniel Hackett. Russell Wilson has done a great job of just like absorbing all the attention, but Todd Bowles is up there too. I know he's been an NFL head coach. I know he's on this staff and, and you know, things like that, but like he is still a new head coach. I, I don't put a lot, of, a lot of stock into Bruce Arians, but that is a change. They are without Antonio Brown. I mean, again, that was really dramatic, but that's a factor. They're without Gronk. I mean, you know, they're without Ndamukong Sue. And so, like, I don't know that I feel as badly about them as I do the Cowboys, but, you know, because they have Tom Brady. But um, I don't know that we'll see. Like, last year was such an epic game. I know the Cowboys yep. lost. Um, but I also think it was made to feel epic, even though it wasn't. Um, and, you know, a big talking point, obviously, has been uh, turnovers for the Cowboys and how there will likely be regression of the mean um, there this year. You know, Chris Godwin fumbled late in that game last year at the goal line, and and that allowed Dallas to kind of make that look closer than it, it really was. If he scores, that game is, is iced. Over. And we're not sitting here saying, man, it went down to the wire last year. Um, you know, we say, man, Tampa beat them handily. Is that happening again? That's just how funny the NFL can be. And so I, I don't know that I think it's going to be boring, but I, I do think we're looking at like 20. I, I think my first prediction was 29-13 Cowboys because I was kind of in the moment. Um, but I could see a lot of field goals again, you know, obviously if Chris Godwin plays that changes things and, and that feels likely at least at this point right now, um, uh, I just have so many questions about the Cowboys offense and I mean, and their defense, obviously, but like, yep. we haven't seen this entire group working together. We haven't seen Dak and Zeke and Pollard and CD and Dalton Schultz all together. We have, what, what is Tyler Smith going to look like? If he, is he going to get destroyed? If he is, obviously that, that is a, a huge factor. And so I'm expecting a wonderful, beautiful mess. That's that's really all I'm expecting. It's just chaos unfolding before our eyes. Um, and this is really house money to me. You go win this game, yep. you got Cincinnati next week, 
lose it. I don't care. Lose that AFC game and then get Jason Peters in the fold and start your little run in the first half of the season. I couldn't agree more. And we were so also quick question. What we were saying, what's your number one slot you want your team to play in week one? The the one o'clock games, four or the night game? Well, I know Aiden roots for a team that gets a lot of one o'clock games. That's a really yep. you know kind of like poverty level <laughs> life. Um, but um, we're on prime time all the time this year. <laughs> we're um, Monday Night Football week two. This is um, yeah, but you're the second game. Like nobody cares about that game. Like everyone's going to be watching the, Monday the Night Game. But it, Eagles Vikings again. I love the Vikings or Titans Bills. And the Titans had the big upset over Buffalo last year on Monday night. Nah. Like you know, so um, whatever. I actually don't know which game they sent Troy and Buck to or are sending them to, but. Um, that's that's an interesting factor. I think the the prime spot is is Sunday night football. Like we're all everyone's like all pumped like about their like billion fantasy leagues. Like you get to sit back, red zone, watch every yeah. single game, you know, and hear Scott Hansen's beautiful voice, and then you get to focus. And those are always the best Sundays in general, uh, which yep. is an exacerbated thing in week one. Yeah, I I completely agree. And then but we were saying the worst is you lose that game and then you're up all night long analyzing the three or four plays that went wrong. I think the worst is probably Monday night though, because like you don't oh, even yeah. like everyone, everyone gets their like cup filled on Sunday and you you just yeah. have to like wait. And then if you lose to your point, it's like, nobody wants to talk about week one anymore. Everybody's like moving on yep. to week two. You don't even get like your moment in the sun. Yep. Yeah. That's great. That's great. All right. All right. Last one question more? from me. Yep. I got one more for you because I know you actually host a podcast with Philly's own Brandon Lee Gowton about the NFC East as a whole. We have been Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys this entire time. Is there any chance for these other two teams, probably the commanders, to make a run in this division? Um, so we do co-host the NFC's mixtape. Uh, it's mandatory that I plug it because BLG is the master of plugs. Um, and so you can listen to it on any of SB Nation's NFC East team site blogs, so any of the four. Um, and we actually had a quadcast uh, a few months ago. And in that episode, I kind of could talk myself into the Giants only. And this is a huge butterfly effect thing. If if Josh uh, if Daniel Jones does have a Josh Allen type bump from Brian Dable, I acknowledge that that's incredibly unlikely. But to the point of like the one of 53, if you can get franchise play out of a franchise quarterback that, you know, that's a rising tide that lifts all boats. And again, like if Saquon is just not a disaster. You know, if you know Kadarius Tony's kind of talented, Kenny Galladay is just there. Like it's possible, but um, I agree they're the least likely. Washington is interesting. Um, you know, a, a take of mine hasn't been defending Carson Wentz, um, but oh, I no. hate the way Indianapolis did him over the offseason. I hate the Thanks. way that the, that they acted like like they were some victims of of Carson Wentz and that he was this plague and you know like he was. Again, not the best quarterback in, in the NFL last year, but I think he was serviceable, and I, I recognize and acknowledge that he played poorly. But the, the first game of that Jags game that everybody puts on Carson Wentz, the Jaguars went down the field and scored against the mighty Colts defense and, and Shaquille Leonard. I mean, like, you know, like what? So this is all Carson's fault. And again, like bad decisions, poor decisions. Like, again, Carson has his flaws. Uh, but I hate the way Frank Reich and Chris Ballard just like ran him over repeatedly this offseason. So, I, and I think that Carson's a better quarterback than Matt Ryan today. Like he's, he's a, a similar passer and he's more athletic. I mean, like and that's, that says, I think more about what I think about Matt Ryan than it does Carson Wentz in, in today's world. Um, and so you, you get just became Aiden's number one Dallas media <laughs> personality. Well, oh. I just like, let's again, let's be fair. Like, you know, let, let's, and, the Colts also act like they didn't 
invite that world. They didn't invite that situation. Like again, it, it really bad energy. Um, as BLG would say bad vibes from the Colts. Um, so I think Carson's probably like the 16th best quarterback in the NFL right now, uh, which isn't saying much, but you, you put that with Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson, it's possible, you know, if, if we see that, you know, I think Washington's defense regressed past the mean last year, but if they're kind of stable, um, you know, kind of run of the mill defense, they get some weird bounces, like a Chris Godwin fumble at the goal line in a couple of games, you could totally see it. Um, if Dallas and Philly kind of not take care of one another, but, but, if they both disappoint if Jalen, you know, you need a lot of ifs here. If Jalen Hurts really yeah. fails, if the Dallas entire offseason rears its ugly head over and over and over again, it's definitely possible. Um, but I, I think if you simulated this thing a thousand times, I would say like 984 of them are Dallas or Philly. Agree. <laughs> I Agreed. think that's a fair, that's like that Black Mirror episode, that simulation one. I think right. that's fair. Yep. 984 yep. out of a thousand. <laughs> All right. So you you spoke of, plugging the podcast so we never ever ever let our guests get out of here without plugging everything so let everybody know where they can follow you on twitter about blogging the boys and whatever else you want to tell our listeners about blogging the boys and yourself before you get out of here i really appreciate it and i appreciate you guys having me uh it's a really fun time of year and, and you know this is an extension of that community like i would have killed to have done something like this when i was 16 so so 16 year old rj is very happy but um arjo cho on twitter and instagram those are just kind of hubs for for everything i do um you know i've gotten into the TikTok game because I, I have a son as mentioned so i have to like work on embarrassing him in the future um and so um so got that going on blogoftheboys.com again a hub for kind of everything we do we have so many articles coming out all the time our staff is so talented we have a podcast network ourselves you can find out wherever you get your podcast wherever you're listening to this uh search for blog of the boys we have two different shows that come out every single day uh, different people, different staffers, different voices. We also have a daily update uh, to give people kind of the latest and greatest headlines in the world of the Cowboys. We have a YouTube channel. Uh, where we have daily content coming out as well. We do live shows there every Tuesday night, generally at some points during the week, and of course, following every game. Um, so yeah, this is a time of year where we don't sleep a lot. The coffee pot is working overtime, um, yep. and I wouldn't have it any other way. Give me uh, hoodies and slippers over you know, uh, swim shorts and flip-flops every day of the week. Like, let's do this. Bring on the World Series. Let's get that done. Uh, let the Astros win it all and uh, get to the meet of football season. Love it. I love it. Well, we're going to have to have you back later in the season, especially maybe uh, closer to one of these games so you and Aiden can, uh, can battle out a little bit more. But we appreciate it. Continue all the great work that you guys do. It, it is true. Your podcast network, the articles that come out, everything's A+. plus. So keep it rolling and uh, go Cowboys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Health, wealth, and happiness to you guys. Aiden, I hope you have a wonderful life, but just like incredible sports misery uh, for you in that capacity. But other than that, like, you know, hope you win the lotto. Every bite of food you have is, is amazing and eclectic. <laughs> Thanks. It's been mostly solid <laughs> health and sports misery, but yeah. <laughs> Good deal. Awesome. Thanks, RJ. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. Y'all have a great night. Another A-plus guest, Aiden. I mean, we can't thank RJ Achoa from Blogging the Boys enough for joining us. Uh, unbelievable insight. Funny. Uh, just just a great all-around interview. We I really appreciate it for him hopping on. Just so. perfect timing. Mm-hmm. I know we've been saying this all summer where we were kind of – we wanted guests, but we wanted actual football. Like, this was just yep. week one, Cowboys – Huge game, Eagles, huge expectations. Let's talk about it with somebody like RJ. I can't think of Blogging the boys, 
you either love them or you hate them. It's so it's yeah, it's the mm-hmm. it's the perfect perfect Cowboys Eagles uh, matchup oh, for yeah. Week One. Oh. All right, so before we get out of here, before we head into Week One, we have to uh, we have to have some TikToks here. So uh, we'll bring in Vincent before we get out of the show, and uh, we will get into our ticky talkies. All doing? right, good to see you, Vince. You are back. I'm back. You're you were on vacation. <laughs> all together. Yeah, I'm still on vacation. Vacation just an internal state of mind. I wish I wish I could feel that way when I'm at work. It feels like anything but a vacation. Uh-huh. All right. So TikTok tonight, like we talked about it at the top, this is going to be pretty extended. We're doing our division winner predictions and our Super Bowl winner predictions. So we are an NFC podcast. Let's start AFC first. Let's knock that out before we get into this. All, All right. right. Let's start up in the East, the AFC East. You guys ready? Let's do it. All right. AFC division winner predictions. The AFC East, I've got the Bills. I think the Dolphins are an interesting team, but I just think Josh Allen is far and away the best quarterback in that division, so I'm leaning Bills. Uh, For me in the East, it's the Bills as well. I think they are a wagon. Josh Allen, like you said, is the best quarterback there in that division. He may be one of the best top three quarterbacks in the entire league. So when you have the, the good quarterbacks, you win the big games. Um, they were also slighted so badly in the playoffs last year. I think they'll play with a chip on their shoulder all season long. Yeah, for the AFC East, I have the Patriots. Um, I'm kidding. I have the Bills. I mean, like you said, the Dolphins are interesting. I think they could make the playoffs maybe, but there's no way anyone's winning this division but the Bills. I think that don't the Dolphins seem like that uh, mm-hmm. like seven seed wild card where like, they can make some noise. They're fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. AFC North. I have the Baltimore Ravens. They were eight and two, I believe, and they were the one seed in the East. They set a record for most people put on IR, and Lamar Jackson himself got hurt. He's playing at an MVP pace, and then he got hurt, and so did everybody else. Everybody's back except for Hollywood Brown. Rashad Bateman's going to take that next step. They should be fine. I think the Ravens are going to be really good. We love how they draft. We love this organization. I got the Ravens in the North. Uh, for me in the North, I have the Ravens as well. I think Lamar Jackson's not going to get a deal done by Friday, so I think he's going to be playing for a contract. He wants that money. He is going to ball out this season. They had another phenomenal draft, which I think rookies are going to impact this team this season. I think uh, Browns are going to be a mess. I don't trust the the Steelers' offense this year. I think their defense is good, and I think the Bengals are going to be a, a, a disaster this year too. Not a disaster, but take a step back. Ravens. <laughs> Uh, I actually have the Steelers, and I'm not kidding this time. Uh, I like the Ravens for all the reasons you guys said. I just feel like something goes wrong every year. Like they're always fantastic until like the two years they won the Super Bowl. Sure, but like I I was in like what middle school the last time that happened. So like that was two years ago. Mm -hmm. What? That was like two years ago that you were in middle school. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were in like elementary school. I thought you were to tell me the Ravens were in the Super Bowl like two years ago, and I was about to delete all of that. No, no, no. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Mitchell Trubisky chooses his own team to win the division. No, I'm Kenny yeah. Pickett. Little hands, I think, is going to take him all the way. <laughs> hey, I, I, I think, think the, he'll be fine. I, I think so, too. I also think the, the Bengals might not even make the playoffs. I mean, I love them, but like 
there's a chance they can miss the playoffs entirely. Yeah, I think they're going to have please, a big step back this year. Uh, please put that on the TikTok. Fine. I'm going to. That's why I said it. All right. Fair enough. Let's move on to the AFC South. I think this one will be interesting. I have the Tennessee Titans. The Titans were the one seed a year ago. I know they lost A.J. Brown, as you can tell. I know they lost A.J. Brown. But didn't they lose Derrick Henry at the end of October last year and still were the one seed? I think they're just like the Wisconsin and Iowa of the NFL where they just play in this weaker division every year and they're just technically sound. So they win the games they're supposed to win and then they end up winning the division. So I have it again. I have the Titans winning the South. So for me, I have the Colts winning this division. I think their defense is a juggernaut. I think but like down quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Matt Ryan is an unbelievable upgrade at quarterback. Uh, I think Pittman is going to take a step forward. They have the best running back in the league. I think the Titans are going to take a step back. I think that quarterback controversy between Tannehill and Malik Willis is really going to split that team. Um, Tannehill plays like Tannehill can play, which is bad. Sometimes teams are going to be players and coaches and fans are going to be screaming for the rookie. So I think it's going to cause tension. I also have the Colts. You cannot any nothing you say will ever make me believe in the Titans or the dorks of the NFL. Mike Vrabel is the he can't keep getting away with it meme brought to life. Like I just don't know how it just keeps working. It's got to stop working. Or it hasn't worked. They haven't won anything. Uh Derrick Henry can't stay healthy. They overuse A him. division. Sure. They won the division. Great. Um uh, like Derrick Henry's going to get hurt. They're, they've Robert Woods and Traylon Burks at receiver. I just don't think. I, I, I don't think they have it. And I'm going to play this game like we've been doing every year for the last four years of like, oh, this Colts, this new Colts quarterback. You know, they're going to be so great. They're going to be a wagon with this new quarterback. It's like the fourth year in a row we've done this. So I'm going to play that game again. Gotcha. Fair enough. All right, last one. The AFC West. I think we can all agree at least this is probably the most talented yeah. division. Yeah. So we might have some varying one. answers here. I don't want to do this one. All right. Now, my answer might be weird. The Chiefs have a ridiculously tough schedule. Statistically, one of the hardest schedules of all time. I think that will backfire on them. I still think they make the playoffs, but I don't think they win this division. The Los Angeles Chargers are winning this division. They should have been a playoff team a year ago. They screwed themselves out of it. It's another year of Justin Herbert. They improved the defense. We talked about this how many times last year where their defense could not get off the field on third down. Justin Herbert threw for 5,000 yards. If their defense could have got off on third down maybe one fucking time, he might have threw for 6,000. I think this is going to be a really good team. I got the Chargers winning the AFC West. This isn't a Birds podcast. This isn't a Boys podcast. This is a Chargers podcast. This is Justin Herbert podcast. The Chargers win the AFC West because this is their time. Bye-bye, Juju. Bye-bye, Jackson. Go do your TikToks. Well, we're doing TikTok right now. Whatever. We do cool TikToks. They don't. Make it three. I got the Chargers, too. Just a fun team. I can just see them being an absolute unstoppable wagon this year. You guys have said nothing but great. I've heard nothing but positive stuff about the Chargers. I think they're going to run the division. And I did not see that coming. Won three games. <laughs> yeah. Congrats to the uh, Chargers on going 5-11-1. <laughs> Congrats to the Raiders. 
All right, let's do the uh, let's do the NFC. Let's knock this out. Yes, we got yeah. four minutes. Let's just bang Sorry, out. cut that out. Thirty-five, forty-one. I'll put it in there. Yeah. All right, let's do NFC division predictions. Let's start in the East. This is what this show is all about. Why wouldn't it be the Philadelphia Eagles? They improved at every single position group on the defensive side of the ball. They added depth at the defensive line. They invested in linebacker. They needed a cornerback too. Oh, they got it. Oh, what was the last step there? Oh, they needed a safety. Oh, they traded for one a week ago. And if that weren't enough, then they went and got a wide receiver one for A.J. Brown for Jalen Hurts. They improved everywhere. And they were nine and eight. They weren't one or two pieces away. They were about five or six. So what did they do? Got about five or six. Eagles in the East. They have the best quarterback in the division. They have the best offensive line in the division. They have the best defensive line in the division. They have the most weapons in the division. They have the biggest hype in the division. They have the best fans in the division. They have the best offseason in the division. They have the best coach in the division. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are winning the division in 2022. Yay, go Birds. They already won the goddamn Super Bowl. Eagles in the East. They have the best quarterback in the division. (laughs) They have one of the best wide receivers in the division. They have two running backs. They have Jason Peters. Dallas Cowboys are winning the division. Lock it in. No one else can win this division but the Dallas Cowboys. Expectations around the league could not be lower for the Eagles. Dallas Cowboys win the NFC East. Thank you for doing that. All right, NFC North. This one could be interesting. I'll go with mine. This is the one I have circled that this will probably backfire in the end. I think the Vikings could actually have a great year, but I'm going Packers. As long as Aaron Rodgers is there, I'm going Packers. It's just like you don't win money betting against the Packers. I'm going back. Uh, I'm, I'm staying away from that. I'm going Vikings. Uh, Justin Jefferson, I think, is going to be the best receiver in the league this year. I think they have a lot of playmakers all around. So I am going the Purple People leaders. That's going to backfire on me, and you're going to destroy me in January. Uh, I also I have the Vikings. Yeah, I also have the Vikings. I, I'm a big don't bet on the Vikings guy, but it – the don't bet against Aaron Rodgers thing feels too obvious in this situation where it's like they literally like that team might stink if Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a great year, which he could. He's won back to back MVPs. But if he doesn't play like an MVP, that team stinks. One day he will stop and I will be wrong, but I just don't want to be the guy, you know, who just keeps betting on him being bad. Like it's the cliff. And speaking of that, let's get into the NFC South. Same logic applies to my division winner, which is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You don't win money betting against Tom Brady. They have a lot going on, but also who's challenging them? The Falcons are in a rebuild. I like Baker Mayfield. I don't love the Panthers to win the division. Maybe the Saints, maybe. But it just, from the looks of it, got to be Bucks. So for the South, I'm going Bucks as well. I really want to take the Saints because I think their roster's loaded. I think Jameis is going to be fun this year. I think Chris Olave is going to be very good. But you're right. I mean, Giselle's leaving Tom. He's got nothing but football. He's back. He's 40. He's a man. Um, got his face shaved in. Not the hair, but the cheekbones. So I think he's ready to go. So Bucks. 
Yeah, I'm going to completely flip flop on the logic from my last answer and go Bucks here and don't bet against Tom Brady. All right. And last division winner here, the NFC West. I think this one's actually tougher than it seems. I really like the 49ers roster. The problem is like the whole Trey Lance thing. I think he's going to be good. I know he'll be good in fantasy. I like the pieces. Debo, Kittle, Elijah Mitchell. Love them all. Love Fred Warner on the defense. But I got to go with the Rams. <laughs> I, th- I think the Rams could have a Super Bowl hangover and still win the division. So I, I looked I looked through this division. Seahawks, Geno Smith. Mm, I got a shot here with Geno. Uh, 49ers, same thing. I don't know how much I trust Trey Lance yet. And that whole Jimmy G thing I think is going to be looming. Uh, Cardinals, I think there's just too many Call of Duties that are going to be released during the season. So, uh, yeah, I'm going the Rams as well. Stafford, I mean, they just – they got Robinson now. I mean, with Cooper Cup. They lost Woods, and they, they got another number one wide receiver. So – uh, I think Cam Akers is going to be healthy. Aaron Donald is back. Jalen Ramsey's there. Who knows? They, they're probably, towards the back half of the season, going to re-sign Odell, too. So, uh, Rams to win this division. I also have the Rams. 49ers are fun. I just need this. I, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. So, I just have to go the Rams here. Uh, Cardinals stink. Seahawks stink. The Rams are the only choice. That does it for division winners. Now, Let's do Super Bowl predictions. Guys, ready for this one? Let's go. This is the one that gets real argumentative on Twitter because there's 32 options and everyone thinks they have the best option. Yep. So let's start. I'll go AFC first. That's how we started in the division winners. I've got the Los Angeles Chargers. I think Justin Herbert is going to lead his team there. And guess who he's going to play? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a passing of the torch moment. The Chargers are going to beat the Buccaneers. In the Super Bowl, Justin Herbert is the face of this league for the next decade. He takes over for Tom Brady, passing of the torch. That is more drama than the red carpet rollout for Don't Worry My Darling with that Harry Styles movie going on. Chargers, Bucks, Herbert, new face of the league. So AFC, I'm starting with the Buffalo Bills. Like I said, they, they're going to be playing with the biggest chip on the shoulder that you've seen on a team in a long time with what happened to them being eliminated last year in Kansas City. Uh, I think Josh Allen is going to have an MVP-type season. Stephon Diggs is going to ball out, and that defense is going to be vicious this year. So I think the Bills come out of the East, and they will be playing against the Los Angeles Rams. I think the Rams are going to go back, but I think they're going to lose in the Super Bowl to the Bills. Um, I mean, this team in the Rams is built for now, right? They have thrown away their future, basically, to win now. And nothing says win now more than getting to back-to-back Super Bowls. I think they have the capability to do it. I think they're going to do it, but I think they will eventually lose in the Super Bowl to the Bills. All right, buckle up. Okay. I also think Tom Brady's going back to. (laughs) I I also think Tom Brady's going back to the Super Bowl. Man on a mission. He's going back, and he is going to play a rematch against Matt Ryan and the Colts. I want to see. Matt Ryan completely redeem himself from 2016, finish out the game, win the Super Bowl against Tom Brady with the wagon Indianapolis Colts. I'd be okay. Now with that's that. drama. Now that's a good Hollywood story. I'd be okay with that. Well, beautiful Vincent. Thank you very much for hopping in for the TikToks. Aiden, what can I say? We're back. Baby. Awesome. We are back. <laughs> We're back. It was a great show. It was a great interview. Football is here. 
uh, Thursday night football, but it's the Sunday night crew. So that's confusing. We'll have to wait for uh, Kirk Herbstreit till next week. Um, but yeah, super pumped. I can't wait for all the games this weekend. I can't wait to be staring at my phone, holding my crying baby at 3.30 in the morning, analyzing a second and 12 play of why they lost three yards running to Zeke um, and talking to you about it next week. I cannot wait. As a reminder, game day reaction shows, regular shows starting next week. Can't wait. We did it. At long last, football here. Uh, thank you to all of our uh, subscribers. I also want to say a big thank you to the Philadelphia Inquirer that announced that we are one of the best podcasts in Philadelphia, um, especially in the sports category. But uh, thank you to the Philadelphia Inquirer. We appreciate it. We thank all of our subscribers, our listeners. Tell your friends, tell your family. I mean, I say it every week, but it's true. We didn't just spend an hour talking about the Cowboys and the Eagles. We talked about everything. NFL. So if you love football, if you love the NFL, tell everybody this podcast is for them. So make sure you follow us on Twitter. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to that YouTube channel. Uh, anywhere you listen to your podcast, we are there. Um, we will be back next episodes with our reaction shows and then full show next week, previewing week two, which I can't even believe that I just said that. But enjoy all the games, drink all the beer, eat all the wings. Do all the things, and we'll be back next week.